Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. You move away from this identity that you create for yourself as someone who's inconsistent, who can't stick to anything. And then you're like, oh, maybe I actually can stick to something. And you create that confidence. And it's starting with something so small, like going outside for two minutes, putting your running shoes on, like those really small things that might seem insignificant in, you know, in the moment, in the long run, that is going to lead to bigger habits and bigger habits until you wake up a year from now and your life has completely changed. Living a healthy, balanced life is no small feat, especially when you're a mom. With meals to cook, laundry to load, work to do, and humans to raise, it can be easy to feel like we're in an on-again, off-again relationship with healthy living. But it doesn't have to feel this way. I believe living a healthy life has become way too complicated. What we need isn't a new plan or program telling us what to eat or how to live. We need simple, uncomplicated routines and information that's going to help us live our best, most beautiful life without rules and restrictions. Join me, Kristen Dofniak, holistic health coach, certified intuitive eating counselor, and mama of two for weekly conversations on what it means to live a healthy, balanced life, uncomplicate eating, and simplify in every area of mom life. Hey friends, welcome back to the Healthy Balanced Mama podcast. I'm Chris, your host, and I'm so excited to bring you another guest interview today. I don't know if you can tell how energized I am by our conversation, but I just had the absolute best conversation with my guest today about habits. Now, we've talked about habits here on the podcast before. It's not something new, and I think many of us who, if you're listeners, whether you're a new listener or you have been listening for a long time, we understand that in order to create health and wellness in our lives, which is what most of us want, right? We're looking for that balanced, healthy lifestyle. We we don't want to be going to the extremes. We don't want to be jumping on these diets that are not going to last. We want the other way. We want a better, more long-term solution. And a lot of us understand that habits are the way to Go, that creating those small habits help to create those big changes in our lives. But I think a lot of us are stuck as to how to actually create those habits, how to start creating those habits to create the life that we want to live, to feel the way we want to live, to feel that health and that wellness and to 
not be in this all or nothing on again, off again mentality that so many of us get stuck in. And we can even get stuck in when it comes to creating habits. So today's guest, Sabrina, and I had the most incredible conversation on how to actually break it down, how to lose that all or nothing mindset, how to move away from just being goals and end goal focused, and how to become habits focused so that you can reach those goals that you might have. But the goals are based on how you want to feel and the life you want to live and truly live a healthy, happy, balanced life. So I am just so excited to share this interview with all of you today. Sabrina Menon is a holistic health mindset and habit coach who helps women with a history of dieting find peace with food, feel confident in their body again, and develop a healthy lifestyle through sustainable habits. She helps women bring about long-term health behavior change using research-driven methods to find freedom and enjoy their healthy habits. We talked a ton about creating habits that are in enjoyable, creating the life that you want to live, not just reaching for that goal that might be a number on the scale or a size on the rack and how life is so much more than those goals and how we can actually create the habits to live that life we want to live. It was an incredible conversation. I know you're going to gain so much value from it. I can't wait for you to dive in. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Sabrina. Welcome, Sabrina. I am so excited to be chatting with you today. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. We are going to have such a good conversation. I already know it, um, but I love to start every one of my interviews with just a short, fun little icebreaker. So I would love to know what you're reading these days. Oh, that's so funny that you say that. I have, well, I'm not reading it for the first time, but this is a book that I always go back to, which is Atomic Habits by James Mm -hmm. Clear. And I have it sitting right next to me right now. And I always come back to it. So that is my current reread right now. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love that book. I listened to an interview, a podcast interview with him. It was probably about... I don't know, a couple months before his book actually came out. And I was so excited to get his book. And it was just as good as I thought it was going to be. Um, But I haven't read it in quite some time now. I feel like, you know, after I know we're going to have a conversation all about habits today, Mm -hmm. it's probably going to be one I'm going to want to reread as well. (laughs) It sounds like I kind of set it up for this interview, but I swear I didn't. (laughs) I just think it's, it really is like such a great book in terms of simplifying the process of habit formation. It's not super complicated and it's a very, easy read. So if any of your listeners are struggling with habits right now, I would definitely start there. Yes. Oh, I love that. And and that's what we're going to be talking a ton about today is really is simplifying habits. And we're going to deep dive into habits. And we've talked about habits on the podcast before, but you have a really unique method to habit creation. And I'm really excited to dig into that. But I would love for you to start just kind of by sharing your story. So how did you become interested in habits and health coaching? And how did you kind of get into this world? Yeah. So for me, it started off as um, someone who really struggled with her own body image and um, relationship with food. I was a synchronized swimmer for eight years of my life, which is a sport that is highly 
focus on the way your body looks, how small you are. There are a lot of eating disorders within the sport, like gymnastics and dancing. And when I retired from the sport, I had a really hard time navigating this world of food and of diet culture, of telling me that my body was, you know, wrong if it was gaining weight. And so I went through many, many years of trying different diets and doing the yo-yoing where I would lose a little bit of weight and then I would fall off the wagon and then I would try the next thing. And it really, really affected my mental health until I finally got to a point where I realized that I wasn't healthy anymore. I, I wasn't ever healthy while dieting and everything that I was doing in the name of health was really just in the name of trying to get a smaller body, which my approach was just completely wrong. And little by little, I started breaking that mindset. And I started realizing that I needed to stop focusing on this outcome of losing weight. And I needed to focus on what can I do every single day in my life to improve the quality of my life, not just to be smaller, but to truly improve my health, improve my mindset, improve my happiness. Because at that point, I wasn't super happy. And I just wanted to be a happier and healthier person, which is why I got into health coaching because I really do feel like now I wake up every single day and I'm living the life that I want to live. And I want to help other people do that through those little tiny habits that you can change every single day that don't have to be an overhaul of your lifestyle. Just those small changes that you can make. Mm, I love that. Well, first of all, I don't think I've ever met a synchronized swimmer. And I think that's so cool (laughs) But I can imagine the pressure being a synchronized swimmer and then coming out of that and kind of refinding your identity and your body image and all of that. And, but I think even though, you know, most of my listeners are not going to have had that experience as a synchronized (laughs) swimmer, I think most of them can relate to this feeling of striving and trying to be healthy and realizing at some point that they might not actually be healthy or they might not be happy or both. I think so many of us, I know myself included in the past, it felt like I was working towards my future happiness. It was like, well, if I get to this body size, then I will be happy with myself. If I get to this body size, well, then I can, I can do this thing. And it's that working towards this goal. And then even if we get there, it's like, well, okay, I'm, I'm still not happy and I'm still not feeling great. So I just need to work towards the next goal. And it's this like perpetual cycle of working towards happy and working towards feeling like we're good about ourselves rather than working at, like you said, those little things each day so that we are living a happy, healthy life instead of constantly striving for that without realizing most of the time. Well, I mean, eventually we realize that <laughs> we're just striving and that we'll never actually get to that goal if we're not working at those things, those little things every day. And so I think your story is is so relatable. And I hope that the woman listening resonates with, you know, maybe that striving for happy and and will kind of come with us on this journey of chatting about how those small changes can help us to to live an overall happy life. And I I love that your story has this, you know, a happy place of going, no, I wake up every day now and I feel happy and I feel healthy. And like that's what that's what actually matters. So I love that so much. Mm-hmm. So I would love to start by talking about the 
The problem with being kind of goals and results focused when it comes to anything in our lives, but especially when it comes to our bodies and it comes to health and trying to find this place of health. And, and I do want to, you know, I want to talk about the fact that, you know, for, for many of us, we, we think that healthy or happy is a size. It's a number on the scale or it's a size on the rack. And so I would love if you kind of address that too. So if we talked about, okay, the problem with having this like one specific goal, like I want to weigh this amount or I want to be this size versus working towards this in a different way, this kind of habits focused way, like you talk about. Yeah. So there's a few problems with when you're so goal focused. And it's funny that you're seeing that before, because I've also been in a smaller body than I am now. I, I did get to a body where I was like, that should be my goal weight. And I was not happy. I never felt like I had crossed the finish line. And this is something I see with my clients. They live their entire life thinking, when I finally hit that goal, then everything will be easier. Everything will be better. And the problem with that is you are just perpetually living in a cycle because when you are doing a, when you're on a path to achieve a goal, which is something as you know, as important as losing weight for a lot of these people is they don't focus on their everyday actions. And so they actually, a lot of times do it in a way that makes them extremely unhappy. And that is extremely unsustainable, right? Like you cut the carbs and you stop going to restaurants and you're really just putting your life on hold, kind of like new year's resolutions. You're putting your life on hold until you reach this arbitrary goal that you set for yourself. But then what happens is when you actually do achieve that goal, let's say you do get to 150, which is your goal weight that you had set for yourself. Well, then you get to that goal and you ask yourself, well, what now? Do I keep living this life that was really unhappy for the rest of my life in order to maintain that goal? Or Do I try to relax a little bit, try to start going out, try to start living life a little bit? And then, of course, because you've never learned the right habits along the way to maintain your 150 goal, you slowly fall back into your old habits, which is something that I hear so often is, I can't seem to stick to anything. I can't seem to be consistent with anything. Well, that's because you're focusing on this outcome instead of focusing on every single day What behaviors can you do that you know that you can do for the rest of your life that you enjoy, but that are also health promoting? Yeah, I love that. I think that's, it's so important and it's, it's such a, I think a, a common experience for people where that's what we're told, right? We're told to have goals and to achieve our goals and to break that goal down. And, but we, we do, we end up at that goal and then we're like, well, what do I do now? And that's where we struggle to find that quote unquote balance, where I think balance doesn't come once we've met our goal. Balance comes along the way. Balance isn't something that's, I I talk about this a lot. Balance isn't a destination, right? Balance is something that you're constantly, you know, you're working on and you're, you're not working towards you're, you're working on balancing as you go. And so if we focus on, okay, I've got, I've got to this goal weight, or I've gotten to this place in my life that I want to be, it's like, well, well, what now? And that's yeah. when we struggle. And so I love that your approach is those little things that are going to be health promoting. 
that are going to help us and that we might get to that initial goal that we had, but if we can let go of that goal and instead focus on those little things, and it's not about maintaining the goal, it's a just it's about maintaining the habits and it's about maintaining the life that we want to live. And I think a, a lot of what you're um what you're really alluding to is this it is this like refocusing of focusing on the life that we want to live instead of just that one specific goal. Because like we talked about in the beginning, even if you get to that goal, you might not actually be happy because happiness isn't found. We know that happiness isn't found on the scale or yeah. on a, in a certain size. Like we know that inherently, but I think it's so easy to get caught up in that. And I'm just reflecting on my, my former self and, and, feeling that feeling of going like, if I just get there. So what does it look like then? What does it look like to change your mindset from being goals and results focused to being habits focused? What is the difference and how can we start to kind of create some of those mindset shifts to become more habits focused? Yeah, that's such a great question. So this is something that always scares my clients a little bit at at the beginning is I ask them, I say, we're actually not going to step on the scale. And that's another reason why being goal focused can be really problematic is a lot of the times the goal is going to be that number on the scale. And what it does is it completely tunes you out from the actual progress that you're making. But even when you feel like you're doing everything right, if the skill does not reflect it, you start beating yourself up and you start thinking you're doing something wrong where that's really just not the case. And so for my clients at the beginning, I say, you know what? You can, you know, if you, if you still like intrinsically want a weight loss goal, that's not something that I can change for you, but we're just not going to focus on that because I want us to focus on your health first. And if you're doing all those health promoting behaviors and your body is meant to release the weight, then it will release it. I'm not anti-weight loss and I'm not anti-wanting weight loss because I understand that in the society that is bound to happen. You're bound to want that. But when you're actually taking care of your health first, everything else is going to follow. And so Every week when I talk to my clients, what I ask them to do is I ask them to celebrate their behavior wins that they are really proud of. And that can be, you know, we set a, we set a one habit goal every week. And so I let them decide what it is. And then I help them kind of break down the process of implementing that new habit, which is the framework that I use. And every week, when you're able to look at this one habit that you had set for yourself, whether it is, I'm going to eat one new vegetable every day, or whether it is, I'm going to set, set my phone down at 1030 and I'm going to be in bed by 11. When you just focus on that one habit for the week and you're able to look back at it after a week and say, wow, I managed to consistently do that for seven days. What you're doing is it, it might not have anything to do with your end goal, but what it does is it makes you believe that you can accomplish something. And it, it's like a vote towards this identity of someone who I am someone who sets a goal and who accomplishes it. And you build that momentum and it kind of snowballs and you move away from someone who 
always yo-yos from one thing to another. You move away from this identity that you create for yourself as someone who's inconsistent, who can't stick to anything. And then you're like, oh, maybe I actually can stick to something. And you create that confidence. And it's starting with something so small, like going outside for two minutes, putting your running shoes on, like those really small things that might seem insignificant in, you know, in the moment, in the long run, that is going to lead to bigger habits and bigger habits until you wake up a year from now and your life has completely changed. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love one habit a week. That is a game changer. Like even just saying that I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so, it's so simple in the absolute best way possible because Mm -hmm. it does, it gives you that motivation to continue to move forward because you achieved that one thing. So many of us overwhelm ourselves with trying to do too many things at once. And I think that's one of the biggest problems with, I mean, there's a lot of problems with dieting, but that's one of the biggest problems is you're trying to make all of these massive changes at once. And, and then you, like you said, you, you can't stick with them afterwards because you're trying to make this massive overhaul that doesn't actually fit in with your actual lifestyle. And you feel like you have to maintain that, but can you maintain eating a serving of vegetables? every single day, like just one serving of vegetables or putting on your running shoes every single day. Even if you don't go for a walk or a run, can you do that? Yeah, absolutely. And then once you do that one week, oh my gosh, I love this so much. You do it one week, then you can do it another week. And then they compound on each other that way. I love that. I know that I've had clients um, when I was working in, in health coaching in the past who have said things to me, like you just make it look easy. It's, I think it's just easier for some people than it is for other people. And yes, yeah, some people might love vegetables more than other people, or some people might enjoy, I, I'm a runner. I love to run. And I know that that's not for everyone. My husband is like, no, thank you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's okay. It doesn't, your goals don't have to be the same as someone else's. Um, but I think that this idea that it's just easier for, for someone else. Yeah. We might have different preferences. But like you mentioned before, it's about doing what feels good and what is actually what we actually enjoy. Um, that's a whole other that's a whole other conversation that we can have. Well, I think that's why I always ask my clients, what do you want to focus on this week? Because I don't believe that there's anyone who doesn't have a health promoting habit that they'll enjoy. Everyone will have something that they actually want to do and that will stick into their life. And so I'm not going to force you to run five days a week if you hate running, because yeah, you might be able to do that for a week or two weeks while you're like white knuckling it on willpower and your motivation is strong. But when life gets in the way, you are not going to want to do a habit that you hate doing. And so when it comes from a place of what is going to work for me and, and I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to facilitate whatever you think is going to work. And this is also part of my framework as well is at the end of the week, one of the things I ask you to do is to reflect on, okay, number one, what worked in trying to create this habit? So if your habit was to eat more vegetables and you're someone who, you know, you don't have time to go to the market and buy fresh vegetables and cut them all up, but that's what you tried to do this week and it just didn't work. Okay. So maybe that was time consuming and maybe it just doesn't work with your lifestyle. 
how about we think of something else, right? If you still want to focus on eating more vegetables, I, for one, keep frozen vegetables in my freezer every single day. And I eat them very, very often because same thing. I don't always have time to have fresh vegetables in my, in my fridge. I also really like buying pre-packaged salad kits and those you throw them in a bowl and they're ready to go. So being able to evaluate at the end of the week, okay, what worked, what didn't work and what adjustments can I make for the next week to see if this might work a little bit better for me so that I can make it perfectly fit into my lifestyle without it feeling like a struggle every single day. Yes. Yeah. So it's not necessarily easier for one person than it is for another, or comes more naturally for one person or another. Like we might have those preferences. I personally don't like a lot of raw vegetables. I I love salads and I love salad kits too. They're so easy. Mm -hmm especially the ones from Trader Joe's. Um, But, you know, frozen vegetables are easy. I love roasted vegetables. There are different ways for different people. So it's about, it's not about it's easier for this person or easier for that person, or it just comes more naturally for them, or they have willpower and I don't. It's about finding what works for you and, and starting with those tiny little things and then adjusting so that it works for you. I love that so much. I think that is so huge and so important. And I think, gosh, I think so many of us recognize that we might be going about things the wrong way, (laughs) but we don't know what way to go about things. And I think this idea of that one habit a week and then evaluating and going, did this actually work for me? Did this feel good? Was this enjoyable? Did I actually like this? Was it too time consuming to chop up all these vegetables at the beginning of the week? Did I actually even enjoy the vegetables that I ate? How can I actually make it work for me is so important. I think there's so much out there. There is so much out there on, I don't think, I know there's so much out there on the internet. Like this is the way to do things. And we just want to follow that. And we just want to be like, okay, give me the plan and I'll follow the plan and I'll get the results. And, and you might, but did you enjoy it? Because if you didn't, then you're not going to stick with it. And living a healthy life isn't something that just comes naturally or that came naturally to me, just like it probably didn't just come naturally to you. It's about figuring out what actually feels good and what actually, what we actually enjoy. And then it feels easy. It really does. And, and I love what you're saying. We always look at other people and say, well, they're doing this. So I'm just going to do exactly that. And it's probably going to work for me too. And I think that's why it's so important. Anyone who is having a hard time, who feels like, I don't know what's going to work for me to get that personalized help, because I have so many clients who come to me and I say, okay, what's going to be your goal this week? And they're like, I'm going to work out every single day at the second I wake up, because that's what I, that's what other people do. And that's what I personally do because it works for my schedule. And of course, if I thought that it was going to work for you, I would absolutely recommend it because I love working out in the morning. It energizes me. It, It starts off my day. But I know my clients so well that if they come to me and they say, I'm going to work out every morning and I know their, their lifestyle, I know they have kids, I know their job. And I ask them like, is that realistic for you? And they say, honestly, no, but I feel like that's what I should be doing. I, 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 I'm upfront and I say, maybe you'll be able to do that for a couple of days, but this is not a couple of days kind of framework. This is a rest of your life kind of framework. And I want to know that 
for certain when we're done working together, you're still going to be able to maintain that habit. So let's look at your lifestyle and let's see what actually makes more sense for you instead of setting these unrealistic goals that you're just kind of trying to do because other people do that. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think the comparisons trap is it's so easy. It's so easy to look at other people on the internet or usually it's the internet or people in our lives and go, I've got to do it that way because they have this thing that I want. But like you said, if it's, if it's not going to work for you and, and your lifestyle and your season, I think the beauty of habits is that habits can shift with us season to season. It's not the habit that changes. It's, you know, maybe the timing, or I know that for, for me, going back to the, the running example, cause I do love to run for me, I'm, I'm, I always have some sort of fun race that I'm training for. And I just happen to be training for a marathon now, which, um, is a little bit of a a longer training than some others. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm in a season of my husband's a professional sailor. Most of my listeners know that. And so he's gone a ton. So I rely on whenever he is home, um, because I can't leave my kids at home by themselves Mm -hmm. (laughs) or when my mom takes the kids overnight to go on my longer runs, which means that I can't follow those training plans that are put out by the running magazines or a lot of these websites or these running coaches. I mean, I could have a personalized running coach who would make me a personalized training plan. Right now I'm just going about it solo, but I I have to make that fit with my life because it is something that I love to do and it's my favorite way to move. And I have this fun goal that I'm working towards, but there's no way I'd be able to, if I tried to follow one of those plans, I would drive myself crazy. I would probably spend so much money on babysitters, but realistically, I, I have the time to make that work for me. I just have to make it work in a kind of an unconventional way. I might have to go on a long run on a Tuesday morning, which seems kind of weird, but you know yeah. what? It is what it is. Yeah. And so whatever it is our you know our goals or the habits that we're trying to create I really do think it's it's so much of it is about making it fit with our our lifestyle and so I love that you have that approach with your clients where you're like mm. I think it's important for coaches to be able to tell their clients to like mm, let's let's reevaluate that let's see if that yeah. actually works for you and your life and not be afraid to say to the client mm, maybe <laughs> and not be afraid to admit to ourselves that something isn't working too. I think that's the hardest thing for me personally is when I'm trying to create a new habit and then I'm like, okay, this isn't working. How do I change this? That's why it's yeah. so helpful to have a coach. <laughs> and and I love that you say like habits come in seasons and we're so hard on ourselves thinking that because we do something a certain way, it needs to be like that for the rest of our lives. And and we put ourselves in a ball uh, in a box and we we don't allow for flexibility and for for fluidity for example when you were talking about running before and I said I hate running I used to run half marathons and I used to be a runner and I loved doing it but then I stopped loving it and it was really hard for me to acknowledge that this this main source of working out that used to bring me joy was no longer doing that it doesn't mean that I have to stop working out altogether. I just found a new way of moving that I now wake up and I look forward to doing. Because if I was still trying to force through running, I would wake up and I would dread it and I would not want to do it. And so doing that day in and day out, God, it it, it makes for a life that is unfulfilling. It's, it's not 
it's not productive towards your overall happiness. And there's other ways to do it that will, you know, maybe I'm not running two hours every day, but I'm doing something else for half an hour. I'm still moving my body and I feel good about it. Yes. Yes. That's why it's so important to not just try and do what somebody else is doing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and really do what feels good. And, and yeah, honestly, I think that the joy factor in habits is, is what makes the difference between being all or nothing or being consistent, truly like actually enjoying the habits that we're creating, enjoying the thing, admitting when it's not working and shifting it to make it work for us, whether it's eating vegetables in a way that we enjoy or moving in a way that we enjoy and, and not trying to force things. Cause when we force it, that's how we end up in that all or nothing that, you know, just going until we can't anymore. And then totally falling off and then not exercising for, you know, months yeah. and months and months. And that's not great for our health. And that's not going to help us to reach our goals of living a healthier life. So, yeah. so, so important. Yeah. So I would love to have you kind of speak to the woman who is like, okay, I feel like I don't have any habits. I feel like I can't create a habit at all. I know you said one habit a week, but what if they don't even know where to start? Where do you start with creating habits? Okay. So yeah, so this is kind of the framework that I use with my clients. So I would say that number one is you need to become aware of your everyday habits now. Like when we say we don't have any habits, we do have habits. Um, Sometimes they're health promoting, sometimes they're neutral, and sometimes they might be going in the opposite direction. And a lot of the times we don't even know what our habits are because we are so on the go. We're on autopilot. We're driving our kids to school. We're going to work. We're doing, we're always thinking of the next thing that we're not actually pausing and thinking, what do I do every single day? And a lot of the clients I work with, one of the major things that they struggle with is their eating habits. And so I can kind of talk to that first. We don't even know what our eating habits are. We don't know why we do what we do, why we eat the way we do, Um, because a lot of the times these are so ingrained that we've been doing them since we're five years old. For example, like the finish the plate club that we need to finish our plate just because there's food on our table. And we were taught that because that's what our parents taught us growing up. And a lot of the times we'll end up eating past fullness because simply because there is food in front of us. And another habit that we do is like mindless snacking. And it's because we simply don't pause before there, before we go for that bag of chips or that cupcake to think, am I truly hungry right now? Or am I truly craving this right now? So I would say that number one is bringing awareness to the habits that you do have now, especially if you have a lot of listeners who are struggling with their eating habits. Um, And what you could do, you can journal about it. And I I do a very like step-by-step journaling process with my clients so that they're super clear on why do I do what I do? So awareness is key. It's number one. The next step is, okay, think of a habit that you would ideally want to form eventually. We're not saying next week. We're not saying two months from now. We're saying if you could wake up in the morning and, you know, have this lifestyle that you are really proud of, what would that look like? So if we're saying, you know, we're staying in the topic of eating habits, 
I want to eat vegetables for at least two out of my three meals. So that is a habit that I have. I will not eat vegetables for breakfast because vegetable uh, breakfast is meant to be sweet for me. I will not eat vegetables, but I will normally have vegetables with lunch and dinner. Again, allow flexibility. There's some times where you're traveling your way. You don't get to do that. But on a larger scale, that's what I like to do. So you got this big habit that you, you want to form eventually. So then I break it down and I ask, okay, what is the smallest change that you can make this week? And, or I call it like a two minute change that you can make that is so easy that it's barely going to be a challenge. Like it's going to be so easy that you're going to trip over it. So if your goal is to eat two or three servings of vegetables a day. And right now you have to look at your, your right now, you're not eating any vegetables. Okay. The smallest change I can make is next time I go grocery shopping, I'm going to buy one vegetable, or I'm going to buy a bag of frozen vegetable. I'm going to do something that is so easy that I'm not really going out of my way to do it. And I'm going to eat one meal a day with one vegetable. And what's important is this tiny change that you're making, you need to ask yourself, and we're coming back to this topic of being honest with yourself, how confident am I that I can do this every day or every two days, whatever your habit is, for the next week? And if the answer is not a seven on 10 or above, make it easier. So let's say we take the topic of exercise as well. If you want to be someone who works out four times a week. And right now you're not even moving your body. A small change that you can make is every day I'm going to put my running shoes on and I'm going to walk for two minutes outside. And I'm going to do that every single day. And if I don't think that that's even possible, if I don't think I'm going to be able to do that on a seven on 10 or above, I'm just going to put my running shoes on and taking that focus away from thinking of exercise as a means to an end, as I'm going to exercise to work out and just thinking I'm going to put my shoes on to build a habit. And you're not thinking of it. uh, This goes back to this goal oriented habit. And you're thinking of it as just, I'm doing this. So I form this identity of someone who puts her shoes on every day. Then you don't put that much pressure on yourself to, I need to work out 30 minutes a day. You're just trying to become someone who puts her shoes on every day. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. I'm over here going, (laughs) I am the type of person who goes, okay, well, I'm going to put my shoes on today. And then tomorrow I'm going to put my shoes on and I'm going to walk for two minutes. And the next day I'm going to put my shoes on and walk for three minutes. And the next day, (laughs) but I think, yeah, it can be very easy. Then if there's a day where you don't, you know, or you don't make it to the next level or whatever it is, well, then you feel defeated. But if it's Mm -hmm. just that one thing, it's just that I am going to put my shoes on every single day, then you become that person who does that. And then you kind of go from there, Mm -hmm. but it's not putting that pressure. Oh my gosh. I love that. Not putting the pressure of, I am going to be this person that works out 30 minutes a day. It's, it's just, no, I'm the person that puts my shoes on every day. And then eventually maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe it is that you're that person who works out 30 minutes, four times a week, whatever it is. Um, but it's, it's so, so small. Oh my god. I had a so I had a client um who she wouldn't work out at all. And when I got and this was like her biggest block, 
eating, we could make those changes, but working out was a big block for her. And when we finally like worked through her mindset, it's no matter how many times I would tell her, I just want to start with five minutes. Her, she was such a perfectionist. She was such a like type A, which is most of my clients, like these, like all or nothing. I'm not, if I'm not doing it perfectly, I'm not doing it at all. And for her, it was, well, if I'm not doing 30 minutes, then what's the point? And if I'm not sweating, then what's the point? But I asked her, I was like, but right now, because of that mentality, you're not doing anything at all because you're thinking, what's the point? And why don't we just start by doing five minutes, which is still more than doing nothing at all. And when you're able to just tell your brain, I, all I have to do is do this for five minutes. It doesn't seem like this mountain to climb. You could literally just be at your desk and say, oh, well, now's my five minutes to go for a walk and I'll be right back. And she ended up working her way up to working five times a week for 30 minutes because Mm -hmm. we started with five minutes for a week, two weeks. And I think we only moved up to 15 minutes after like a month or something. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so powerful. It really is just taking that pressure off. But I think that all or nothing mentality is just, it's so prevalent. And I know I'm over here like, that's me that or that was me in the past in terms of food and movement. And I've kind of moved away from that, but it's very easy to do that in other areas of my life as well. And to go, I have to do all of these things or nothing. And and what I do is I end up doing all of the things and then burning myself out. (laughs) Then. And then I do nothing. And so that's where, you know, the habits for me are happening in kind of different areas of my life. But I think a lot of my listeners, you know, we focus a lot on health here on the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. And so when it comes to our health and our wellness, I think it's easy to to decide that we're not going to to diet anymore. We're like, okay, I know the diets don't work long-term. I know that I don't want to do anything extreme, but I still have all these, these, you know, I, I have these goals, right? And so we're shifting from, we can have goals, but we're shifting from goals to habits, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to live this healthier life. And so breaking it down into such tiny, tiny, small pieces and hearing how powerful it's been for your clients and how powerful it can be is so huge. So I love this so much. So I would love for you to share just a little bit more about your 10 step framework. I know you talked a little bit about how it kind of works with food and movement. I would love for you to just kind of dig in a little bit more to how you, how you utilize that with your clients. Yeah, absolutely. So I have something called a habit blueprint. And so whenever you have this new habit that you want to form, you go through these steps. So I already talked about a few of them. So number one is getting clear on what your habits are right now so that you know where needs work. You can't change yourself if you don't know yourself. So you have to start with, okay, what are areas of my life that need work? And of course, like I go through this extensive initial intake form so that I Look at your lives because sometimes we don't even know where we need work. We think that we only need to eat cleaner or cut carbs or whatever it is. And I see, no, no, no. There's actually some some deeper things that are coming into your way. Like you're not able to sleep properly or your mindset around food needs work. And so getting clear on that, then it is, okay, let's start with this, this one habit that I want to, I want to form eventually. So I want to work out five days a week. I want to go to sleep, uh, by 10 30. I want to journal every day. I want to meditate every day, whatever it is. 
then you break it down. What's the smallest change? So if you want to journal every day and you tell yourself you need to write two pages and you right now you don't do it at all, uh, chances are you're not going to be able to just jump right into doing two pages. So maybe you start with writing one line every single night. And then the next step is to ask yourself, why? Like, why is this habit important to you? Because so many times we think, oh, well, I'm doing it to lose weight or I'm doing it to be healthy. Okay. Why is that important to you? I love asking the question why until I can't ask it anymore. I kind of see it as like this onion. And a lot of the times we just have this outdoor value that we think that we're getting to, but why do you want to be healthier? Like if you don't associate a deeper value to your habits, then it's so much easier to let them go by the wayside because you don't actually understand why you're doing them. And so if you're trying to be healthier, okay, why? And a lot of times I work with a lot of moms and it's because I want to be a more present, more, more enjoyable, more happy, more energetic mom for my kids. I want to be I want to be there for them. I don't want them to have to take care of me. I want to be able to go hiking. I want to work out because I want to be mobile and pick up my kids. And when you're able to get to that deeper why, it just feels so much more powerful because you understand why you're doing it. Um, A very silly example is I eat the same thing for breakfast every single day just because it's it works for me. Going back to what works for you. I don't particularly care about breakfast. I'm not a big breakfast person. So if I could just get something that's quick, that's healthy, um, that makes me happy. But the reason why eating a healthy breakfast is like a non-negotiable for me is because if I don't, I'm not productive throughout the day. I'm not energetic. I'm sluggish. And it also starts off my day right. It's part of like my ritual. And that value, the reason I, the question is what value is this habit associated with? It's about just productivity and, and efficiency and being good at my job. And as silly as it seems, like how does having a healthy breakfast make you good at your job? Well, because it's associated to my brain power and my energy. So that's a question to ask yourself is why is this so important to you? And then you also have to ask yourself on a scale from one to 10, how confident are you that you can do this tiny habit that you set for yourself? So whether it's to walk for five minutes or to write two lines or to take two minutes to meditate or to just take out your yoga mat, not even to do yoga, just to take out your yoga mat. And if you're seven seven on 10 or above, good, great keep going. If you're a little bit um, in like a three or four, make that habit easier. Then the next step is, okay, now let's make a plan, which is called an implementation intention. So how exactly are you going to make this habit work this week? So for example, if you want to walk for five minutes every single day, okay, Every day, I'm going to look at my day. Where can I make this fit? So many times we have this this habit that we want to form, but we don't give our brain the instructions on how exactly you're going to make it work. It's kind of like you're going to a new location. You're going to somewhere you've never been. 
but you don't use a GPS to say, okay, now you're going to turn right. Now you're going to turn left. And so you're just like, okay, I know that I have to get to this place, but I've never been. And I'm just kind of going to figure it out. Your brain likes direction. So you have to be super, super clear on it. So, okay. Every day at 8 a.m., I'm going to wake up. I'm going to have my shoes right next to my bed. I'm going to put them on and I'm going to go for a walk before the kids wake up. And I get super, super specific with my clients because they're like, oh, I'll do it every morning. And I'm like, okay, what time? <laughs> like exactly when are you going to do it? And this goes back to flexibility. If you notice on the first day that, okay, doing it at 8 a.m. just simply does not work. Let's try to make a different plan for tomorrow and see if that works. So you've got that implementation intention. The next thing that you want to do is you want to know yourself and know what your obstacles and your barriers and your mindset blocks are going to be. So write them down. If it's about not having time or being um, overwhelmed or letting other things come in in front of this new habit, Know yourself and know what your common barriers are going to be and write them down. Because when you're able to anticipate that, you'll know exactly what's going to trigger you and you're going to know exactly how to handle that. And because you set them ahead of time, then it's less likely to be as powerful when it does happen because you're like, oh, I knew. I knew that I would tell myself I wouldn't have time, but this is five minutes. If I don't have time to go for a walk for five minutes, we've got bigger issues. So you write down your obstacles, your common barriers, and then you're going to come up with another plan on how you would handle those obstacles. So one might be if you are trying to go for a walk in the morning and one of the possible obstacles is my kid is going to be sick or my kid is going to burst into my room and need my attention and I'm just not going to be able to do it. Well, if that happens, then what's going to be kind of my backup plan. Then I'm going to go for a walk after dinner for five minutes. And that's the beauty about how small these habits are. You can do five minutes at any point in your day. I, 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 I really don't believe that no matter how busy you are, you don't have the five minutes to put your running shoes on or to write a sentence uh, in your journal. So it's doing that plan for what's going to happen if that obstacle comes in. And then the last question is, what are, you know, any extra things that you can do to make this habit easier for yourself? So to give you an example, if you are someone who set a goal of writing in your journal every day at 9 p.m. before you go to bed, maybe you put a reminder on your phone at nine every day says, okay, now it's time to journal. Or you ask your husband to say every night to remind you, Hey, like, did you write in your journal tonight? Because at the beginning, I'm not going to pretend that habits are, you know, automatic right away. And it's a myth that it takes 21 days or 30 days to build a habit. It takes as much time as you can be consistent with it. So if you're doing that habit every single day or twice a day, it's going to take less time than if you're doing that habit once a week. So whatever you can do to make that habit easier for you to stick to at the beginning when it's not natural yet. Oh my gosh. So much goodness. (laughs) 
Um, I, I love that you're helping the women listening already. Like you're already helping me with thinking about things that I want to kind of work towards in the next, in the new season. Um, cause we're coming into the fall season, which is a whole new season for us with school and, you know, different things in my work and my husband's work and all these things, but you're helping them overcome these barriers to, and these excuses that I think we oftentimes give ourselves when it comes to like, we know we want this thing, but you're asking them why. Why is it that you want that? Why is it that you have, you've had this goal for so many years and you haven't been able to achieve it? Maybe it's because it's not actually something that you value. Maybe you value yep. something different and how can we achieve that? And then really going through every single one of those things that could potentially come up and combating it and going, okay, well then we just do it a different time during the day. And I think that can be so uncomfortable for someone like me, who's that type A type personality. He's like, well, but I have to do it at 8 a.m. every morning because I said I was going to do it at 8 a.m. every morning. It's like, no, you said you were going to do it. It doesn't have to be. We've figured out the time. This is the time we are we are planning on doing it. But if the thing comes up, then we can do it at 5 p.m. instead. And so working beyond those excuses and not in a way that's like, harsh or demeaning or like, you know, you did this, you know, you haven't done this. It's like, well, no, we're going to be flexible and we're going to make it work. And that's how you create those long-term habits, right? It's just by making it work, like going back to that, making it work with your life and making it work with whatever, whatever might come up in your life. So Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that you bring it back to values. I've talked about that a lot when it comes to food and eating. It's, you know, it's really about, I mean, there's a lot about, you know, I talk a lot about intuitive eating. I love talking about intuitive eating. And there's a lot of questions that come up when it comes to intuitive eating. Like, is this intuitive eating or is that intuitive eating? Or like, can I eat this way? Can I want to eat healthy if I'm an intuitive eater and I'm not dieting anymore? It's like, well, yeah, a hundred percent. What do you value? What do you, what, what matters to you? And how do you want to feel? And then that's how we start creating those habits when it comes to, you know, wanting to eat healthier, but also not wanting to diet. It's like, okay, well, what do you value? You value health. Okay. How can we do that with your framework in these like tiny little ways? And okay, so maybe, maybe life is crazy and maybe you haven't gotten a single vegetable in and uh, it's 8 p.m. Okay, maybe we don't have to eat vegetables at 8 p.m. for our night. Yeah. But maybe yeah. we start again tomorrow and we we work on that consistency. We don't just give up because I didn't eat vegetables today. We work on that consistency and that habit becomes easier and easier. So I'm just so, can you tell I'm so excited about this? I love this. <laughs> I love your framework. I love having this conversation because it is so powerful, I think. And it's, Oh gosh, I think we hear habits and we hear create habits in order to create a healthier life. But that big question of how is there? And Mm -hmm. I think that you do that, you break it down in such a beautiful and simple and really actionable way for the, the woman listening to be able to really just start to evaluate, okay, where am I at? What is it that I want? like, why do I want it? Why, why, why? And then, okay, we're going to start super, super small. Yeah. I love And it. this also goes back to what you were saying, like people asking, can I eat healthy? Is this intuitive eating? And a question that's so important to ask yourself whenever you're creating a new habit, you're trying to make a change is take your, take your mindset away from the goal. How do you feel And how do you want to feel? Because most of the time, these habits that we're forming, 
if if you're doing it the right way, they're actually going to make you feel better because your brain is always talking to your body. And whenever you're doing something that's really, truly health promoting, you're going to feel better. And that's why it makes me so, so upset when I see these women going on diets and they're like, I'm constantly tired and I'm hungry and I'm lethargic and I'm moody. And it just blows my mind. If you're doing this in the name of health, please, please look at how you feel. If you don't feel good, then maybe you're not actually doing this in the name of health. Yes. Amen. (laughs) I I think we have been conditioned to feel like being healthy is something that we need to struggle through. That's going to be so hard. And yes, some of it is if we didn't grow up eating vegetables at all, I'm just going back to that vegetable example, because it's eating more vegetables is one of the easiest and best ways to be healthier. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Eating the vegetables that you love, of course, Mm -hmm. which I love to help people with. (laughs) But if we didn't grow up with eating vegetables, then it might take us some time to figure out the way that we actually enjoy eating vegetables and to actually make it something that is enjoyable for us. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's impossible or it has to be this big, crazy struggle. I think if we decide that getting healthy is going to be a struggle, then it will be a struggle. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And if it does feel like you said, so difficult and you're so lethargic and you're so tired and, and that's, you know, and it's just because you're trying to going back to working towards that goal. Once you get there, if you're tired and lethargic and feel terrible, you're not going to want to maintain any of that. And so there we go. We're not consistent. We're not healthy. And yeah, health is about the way we feel and it's about wanting to feel good and, and wanting to, and going back to our values, wanting to show up really well for the people in our lives, for, for the work that we do, for the things that are most important to us. And if we're not feeling good, then that's not healthy. So health is ultimately about feeling good and that's going to look different for everyone. And so I think that it's important to, to recognize that and to realize that it doesn't have to feel like a struggle. And that's where these habits come in going. I can do these little tiny things every single day so that it doesn't feel like a giant overhaul. Cause that's what the struggle is, right? The struggle is the giant overhaul that our bodies are like shocked into. And they're like, Oh my gosh, you made all these changes at once and I can't keep up. And then we're tired and lethargic and maybe we're under eating or moving too much. And so those small habits help, I think, to prevent that. So we can really start to, to focus on, oh, it does feel good to walk for five minutes every single day. How would it feel to walk for seven minutes a day? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And a common, a common thing that I hear is when people are considering working with me or getting a health coach is because they have such a history of doing the diets where they have to put their life on hold and they have to meal prep on Sundays. And they, it's just this whole life consuming thing. A lot of the things I hear is I just don't have the time. I just don't have the energy. And what I want to really clarify is that when you're doing it the right way, you're getting more time back. You're getting more energy back because you're getting more freedom when you actually have more structure to your day. You have a system to your habits. You're doing everything more efficiently. 
you're feeling better about yourself. So you're not lethargic. You're getting more stuff done. I mean, I've had clients who within our first week together, they knocked off like 10 things off of their to-do list that they had been putting off for two years. Like the simplest things, because when you have the accountability and you're like, okay, I just want to prove to myself that I can get stuff done. This goes back to, you know, creating that identity of someone who follows through you built so much confidence. And these were things that had nothing to do with their health. I mean, one of them was to call a friend that they've been um, procrastinating on calling back or, you know, unpack a box when you're actually like, okay, this has been on my mind for two years. And I have that weight off my shoulders. You have so much more time and freedom back and your life becomes less stressful, not more stressful. That's how it should be. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's, that is, that's the whole point of living a healthier life is that we feel better and we feel less stressed and we feel more balanced, taking it, always taking it back to balance yeah. lives. I love that. I love that we can apply this to so many different areas. I know we're, we're talking a lot about health and you work with clients a lot on health, but it, it really does trickle into the other areas of our lives. Like I mentioned, that's where I'm trying to kind of recreate some new habits in, in my own life now, because the, the food and the movement type stuff, I I spent a lot of years making that work. Mm -hmm. And so once we do get to that place too, where we're like, okay, oh my gosh, this actually does feel pretty easy. And it might shift season to season. Like we talked about, we might need to make changes depending on what season we're in either in terms of times or the actual habits that are making us feel good, the things that we're eating, the way that we're moving, whatever it is, but it might shift to, okay, we've done it with food and movement. So now maybe that what's the next thing that I'm going to work on in my life and create those habits in that habits, habits are, are something that can be really, really powerful in just making our entire life less stressful. I love that you brought that up. And I, I love that you kind of brought that around full circle to going, yeah, we're, we're talking about let's, let's ditch the all or nothing dieting and the, this mentality that we've got to struggle our way to health. Let's create some habits in our health and our wellness, but then, then let's also create just a better life overall. I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah, absolutely. So I would love to hear if you have any last words of wisdom or just pieces of advice for the listener who wants to create positive habits in her life to improve her health, to improve any area of her life. Is there anything else that you, you want to share with the listener? Um, I would probably say be patient and be kind to yourself. Um, so many times we have this goal. I want to, you know, I want quick results. I want something that's going to happen within the next month, but take a look back and doing that approach of wanting to do something, you know, overhauling your life and trying to do, like you said, all or nothing. When you look at it 10 years, 20 years down the road, have you actually maintained those results or do you get to those results and then you kind of regress and then you might even regress further back to where you started? I work with women who dieted or did those quick fixes for 20, 30 years. And when you actually just give yourself grace and know 
I'm going to start small, but this is going to be the last time that I start over because I'm going to do it the right way. And I'm going to focus on those small changes and those 1% improvements every single day. If I'm able to actually do it the right way and, and have those habits so set in stone that they make my life easier and they're, they happen on, a, on autopilot the same way that you don't have to you don't have to motivate yourself to brush your teeth in the morning. You kind of just do it. Um, then down the road, like in the grand scheme of things, not only are you teaching your kids the right habits, but you are going to make your life so much more meaningful, so much happier, so much easier. And that's something that most of my clients see is they're like, yes, I got so much healthier, but like my entire mindset around my job, around my family, around my friends, I'm now the positive person in the room. I'm now the one who is bringing people up and that would have never been me three months ago. So give yourself time, give yourself patience and and know that habits do take time to form and you don't need to start super big. But if this is something that you want to do, you want to start over for the last time, no more new year's resolutions, no more starting again on Monday. This is the last time that you're creating this habit for you, this life for you and your family. Then just give yourself grace that it starts small and build on that. Mm, such good advice. It's so easy to just want to do it all at once, but we need mm-hmm. to be patient. So yeah. yes, I love that so much. So I have three fun little rapid fire questions I love to ask at the end of every interview. But before we do that, I would love to hear where my listeners can connect with you, the work you do, your coaching. I would love for you to share it all. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I am a health habit and mindset coach. So I work with women one-on-one, as I mentioned. Um, It's so easy to think that there's a one-size-fits-all approach, but if that were true, everyone would be killing it and everyone would be super healthy and super happy. And so I work with clients to look at their lifestyle, their mindsets, their preferences, right? Like not making you live a life that you don't enjoy. And I help them transform their health, transform their relationship around food and truly just never have to diet again. And so if you are interested in working one-on-one with me, then you can find me at my website, which is sabrinamagnan.com. So my last name is French. It's M-A-G-N-A-N. Um, you can also find me on Instagram, which is sabrina.magnan.health. Um, or you can find me on Facebook, um, Sabrina Magna Health Coaching and Consulting. Awesome. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to practice saying your name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, most people do. And also now that I'm thinking about it, um, if any of your listeners are having some, some hard times with awareness of their eating habits and mindless snacking and overeating, um, they can participate in my free seven day mindful eating challenge. This is something that, um, it's seven days. You get an email every day with a task, um, a strategy, a tip on how to bring awareness to your eating habits. It's incredibly powerful. I start every single one of my clients with this. So, um, I can leave the link, um, with you if you want to share it with them. I think that they could get a lot of value from that too. Yeah, absolutely. We will put all of that in the show notes. They'll be able to find you. They'll be able to find the challenge. They'll be able to find your coaching, all of the things. Oh, Mm -hmm. so, so good. 
So let's finish off with these fun little rapid fire questions because I am a chef and I love talking about food. We're going to, we're going to take it to the food now. So what have you been loving to cook lately? Oh, that's funny that you say that. So I, um, I'm having a really busy week this week. So I ordered for the first time in my life, I ordered like one of those, um, hello fresh boxes. So I made butternut squash ravioli this week, which was incredible. Um, but I'm also a big cook. I love making, um, my own recipes and I would say that my go-to is like curries. I really love curries, anything that's like coconut milk based, you can throw in a bunch of random veggies, like a bunch of different proteins. So that is my easy, versatile go-to. Yum. I love a good curry, especially as we're coming into the fall. So good. Yeah. I'm so excited for soup season. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. Me too. (laughs) So what have you been loving to eat lately? Um, what have I been loving to eat? I'm a big fan of charcuterie boards Mm. and I've been going out for dinner a lot and I basically have been ordering a bunch of charcuterie boards. So anything that has cheese, bread and meat, I'm there. Oh my gosh. We could have the best lunch together. I love a good (laughs) charcuterie board, (laughs) especially like a picnic in the summer. It's so fun. Um, yeah, such a good time. Yes. It's the best. I love that. And so my final question, I love to ask all of my guests, because this is the healthy balanced mama podcast. And I like to bring it back to balance and we believe in balance in every area of our lives. What does balance look like to you in this season? Balance. Good question. I would say that balance looks like something that this goes back to a lifestyle that makes you feel good, that makes you feel energized, that makes you feel happy but also that allows you to live your life. I used to be this, you know, not going out to dinner, not eating anything that was quote unquote unhealthy. And balance for me is how can I still enjoy time with my friends and family and go out for dinner and go out for drinks and um, live this life because humans, they eat cake, they drink, they, they, they eat foods that might not necessarily always be quote unquote healthy but also being able to know that I am healthy and that I'm taking care of my body because those things are not um, exclusive. They can go together and they have to merge together in order to have something that's sustainable. Yes. Oh my gosh. What a, what a perfect place to end. I 100% agree with all of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh, Sabrina, this was amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of this with us today. This is going to be so, I know this is so, this has been so valuable for my listeners. I'm so excited to share it. This was helpful for me too. I love your framework and I'm so excited for my listeners to connect with you. Thank you for sharing time with me today. No, thank you for having me. I don't know if you can tell, but I could talk about this for hours. So um, anytime that I can talk about this, I'm super excited to do it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. If you loved it, would you take a screenshot and share it with a friend over on Instagram and tag me in it? It helps me so much to know what you love and are taking away from each episode. If you really loved it, would you hop over to iTunes and give me a star rating and review? Every rating and review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear the message of balance and wellness without deprivation. It's the best free gift you could give me. 
And as a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are meant for education and inspiration only and are not to be taken as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with a trusted practitioner before making any changes. Have a beautiful day, friend, and I'll see you in the next episode.